Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Audible Farm Podcast. This is episode number 30. My guest this week is Bob Minter. Bob is a radio DJ, and he's also the founder of Code Zero Radio. Code Zero Radio is an internet radio station that he started that plays music from unsigned artists from not only Iowa, but across the U.S., into Canada, across the globe, as a matter of fact. So if you want to sec- check out some amazing music, go to Code Zero Radio, listen to what Bob's got going on. There's plenty of other DJs involved. We discussed that a little bit in the upcoming podcast, as well as what got him started on this venture of supporting other musicians' work. And we even touch a little bit on uh, the topic of Bob being a musician himself. So this podcast is going to be a great one. Check it out. Bob's got a silky smooth radio voice, if I do say so myself. So enjoy the podcast, everybody. I really appreciate Bob for sitting down with me and doing the podcast. So this is episode number 30 with Bob Minter. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Bobby, Bob Minter, sitting down today with Bob Minter. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Fat and happy after our last road trip. That's good. That's a good way to be. Is fat and happy. Yeah. I, uh, you and I've known each other for quite a while. Right. Uh, but we've never actually interacted. Right. That's like, the first time I've met you. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't. We may or may not have been at the same show once or twice. Maybe. But, Could be. But like. I've never talked to you other than on the internet. So this is kind of fun to sit down with you because I've known you through Facebook and, uh, well, what else do you do? Let's yeah, talk about it. The social media friendship thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a stigma attached to that or not. No. Yeah. I, uh, we first, like I first met you, I guess I knew you as a radio DJ, uh, an online radio DJ. So let's start there. Um, you run Code Zero Radio. Right. You are the man there. You're the main DJ dude. Is that correct? Janitor, uh, promotions <laughs> manager. <laughs> so what all? What, what got you started into that? Is that something you just fired up on your own? Or how does how does that come about? Well, do you want the long version or the condensed version? We've got about an hour to kill. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I got laid off at Electrolux in 2009. Because they moved to uh, Mexico, right? Yeah. So they had to pay for schooling for everybody that got laid off. I decided to go back into broadcasting, and Iowa Central offered a broadcasting course. Yeah. And I wanted to learn how to do digital audio, and which was listed on their, on their course uh, explanation. So that's what I did. I went to Iowa Central for two years in the radio program. Uh, in my second year there, I started a show called Homegrown. Uh-huh. Which is such an original title. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever used that before. Oh, probably not. Well, I was featuring, you know, a uh, local Iowa artist, and I started looking for them, and I realized that uh, there was so much more out there. I, it was it was mind blowing. It was a it was a, a very uh, awakening moment when I learned how much music was being produced out there that isn't played on the radio so i changed the name to zip code zero and kind of started branding the show in 2012 yeah uh i was on another streaming station for a couple of years and then i started code zero radio when i realized that even one show on another radio station for one day out of a week was still not enough and i knew that uh, i had to do something about it so you know, streaming radio seemed like a common thing, common sense thing to do. So you weren't in, you weren't like a radio broadcaster before this, were you? No, not at all. Uh, my only radio experience actually was an internship at a at a uh, station in uh, Hampton. Oh, that's crazy. You know, I didn't even, I didn't know any of this. So the crazy part about this to me is, I could not tell that this wasn't something you had been doing before you moved it to the internet like like my assumption was that you were uh had originally done like radio like public radios of some sort like you uh and now you were doing like a private style thing on the internet so so that's actually really cool i guess i didn't realize that 
you kind of just wanted to find music out there and then all of a sudden you found all the music out yeah. there. So how did I know that on your radio station you play stuff not just from Iowa. Right. Yeah. So did you was there a transition period when cuz you said you talked about having a radio show where you're going to find all the music that's out there in Iowa. Like when did you realize that like Iowa's like where do you draw the border and then you were just like all of it. Let's just bring it all in. Uh it was about uh I, I was about a month deep into homegrown, and I started looking on Reverb Nation yeah. for Iowa bands, uh, and that's when I started seeing bands from other areas, and uh, I started listening to the music, and yeah, that's when the light bulb went off. It's holy, you know what? Yeah. You can say whatever you want on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about being on radio. You never know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's when you get the mic in front of your face, yeah. you start to think, well, wait, what should I say? Yeah. You right. know, so I totally, I get you. You know, even though I have, like I was talking to someone the other day, I have an ex, uh, an explicit tag on all these just in case somebody flubs up and I don't want to edit it out. And it took me like 30 episodes. 28 episodes to use an f-bomb and i like and i was just like well it's in there do i want to edit it out and i was like nah i'll just leave it in there yeah. it's explicit for a reason but yeah i i totally get the whole microphone in front of your face and you're out here <laughs> this is like your job so you're so yeah. used to being as as professional as possible well you know there, there's no censorship on code zero radio i don't edit stuff out some of the older stuff i did and i quit doing that because you know it just it doesn't make sense uh but it's funny you should mention that because I was on the air at KICB at uh, Iowa Central, and I brought in this band for an interview live in the studio. Yeah. Right? And uh, I told them, well, you, you can't, you know, there's no cussing because we are regulated by the FCC. Uh, and I, the very first question I asked this guy, he drops the F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smooth, smooth. That's classic. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite bands around the area that, I mean, I'm sure there's dozens upon dozens that it's tough to ask that open-ended question and have you maybe forget to mention a few, oh, yeah. but, but. That's tough. Uh, that really is. And you're talking about Iowa yeah, locally. Yeah. Uh, man, I got to give a shout out to uh, Eric from Hold for Swank. I, I just, I really adore that band. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing the Hold for Swank shirt mm. as we speak. Yeah, that's right. A uh, little mental note there. Uh, yeah, I just really uh, admire all the stuff that he's put out. And I had an interview with him, and he's a very funny guy, too. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, what else? Ashes Armada. I think they're recording a new album. I, I don't uh, bet the ranch on that, but uh, I've always admired their stuff. There's a band that called Black Star Alliance. They're no longer together. Yeah. And they put out an album out called Commercial Failure. And just impressive as hell just so impressive so bands like that I, i'm sure there's a lot like you say and i'm probably not uh three-fingered betty i suppose hey hey <laughs> <laughs> you know a funny thing about the hold for swank guys and eric nelson is i made a guitar for iowa central to raffle off for the accounting club because uh Oh man, if anybody ever told, like, said, when you're 30, you're going to be in an academic club at a community college, I would have said, nah, uh, uh -huh. you know, and here I am. So, yeah. but, but I, I've enjoyed my time there so much that I ended up like creating a guitar for him. I designed it for him and, and the raffle drawing is soon, but I also made a video for him and I uploaded the video on Facebook. It's also on the Audible Farm YouTube page, but it has Hold for Swank's, uh, one of their songs played in the background of it so oh, really so i did ask his permission we got all the permission from the guys and we did it the right way you know license is clear yep yep we're good so but i you know the song fit exactly what what i was kind of going for with it and it it was too good not to use so i had to shoot him a message and say hey can i use this and uh you know if i haven't thanked him enough uh here's a public thanks to eric <laughs> nelson you know i had him on a podcast not too long ago too it was like uh episode 10 or somewhere in there but really? it, it was a it was a really good one too i mean yeah he's just a really entertaining guy it it intrigues me how i've been watching him play guitar now for like 15 plus years uh -huh. and uh you know i was actually just talking about that with somebody earlier today so it's kind of crazy how like you know eric nelson's come up twice in one day oh yeah so <laughs> uh another another uh band that i i greatly respect is uh the chris carr band 
Uh, if you've ever had a chance to see these guys live, please do so. Uh, they are all uh, master musicians, I guess, if you, you know, I, that's the correct yes. term. Uh, Jeff Blummel, Chris Carr, uh, Scott Dahl, all those guys, Bruce Borcher, they're just, they're such good musicians and they, uh, they understand what it means, the dynamics and harmonies and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I really enjoy seeing that band. Uh, I couldn't agree more. That was watching those guys play live was something that made me want to uh, change the way I was playing guitar because I was just kind of like a power chords and oh, yeah. and punk kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was literally that up until I was about twenty six or seven, and then I you know started seeing those guys play live, and it, they cover like you said they cover all the bases every single one of them standalone is amazing at right. what they're doing right. um even when it comes down to singing like you said they're they're not messing around they're doing harmonies they're doing right. background vocals they're doing it all the right way i've i've always enjoyed watching them play i've taken my mom to go see them play and now yeah. she likes to go see them play you know it's one of those kind of bands where everyone is so talented it's hard to deny how awesome of a time you're gonna have when you're, you see you know them there are musicians, musicians for sure. I also like I don't I don't I don't like giving out bands fun bits, but they also do throw some. Uh, they they got some tricks up their sleeves yeah. too. They're not always taking themselves one hundred percent seriously. Oh no! So uh, there's a good comedy routine running throughout the entire show. I yes, think. it's uh, multiple <laughs> inside jokes that I don't even know the stories behind, but they're funny, and that's all I know. So yeah, those guys are all a hoot you know i've i've interviewed jeff blummel on the podcast right. here and he's he's a fun guy yeah uh every single one of them is is great to talk to so i had a uh, scott doll on here again um uh, a while back that was one of my longest ones i mean oh yeah that was that was when i was still trying to figure out how long am i supposed to talk and i think we went in almost two hours and it was yeah. just like oh this might be a big one you know so yeah <laughs> so you don't limit your podcast to a certain time no uh, i've done as short as a half an hour yeah. and i've done as long as uh about two hours and i try to stick close to an hour i'm not too picky about anything yeah. you know this is kind of just something that i'm doing for the benefit of the the person i'm interviewing and the people that listen to widen their stance on on the music scene around right. and uh you know like i said i've i've mostly it's mostly musicians and and you're a musician yourself i mean don't sell yourself short on that aspect i'm a ham-fisted uh hack it would be the best description of that uh, i i just i remember <laughs> you making a you had a fun video online of a of a song and i forget the name but it was you made all of it with like an iphone or something like that. right right yeah it was a challenge actually that uh that I had to do. I loved that concept. Like it's such a fun concept to sit down and think that uh, um, you're you're writing a song and and doing a video, but it's not just as simple as you have everything at your disposal. You still have to make it with an iPhone. You know, the video was made yeah. entirely with an iPhone, so it's just kind of fun to see where the angles came in and how everything fit. <laughs> and that's just a, one of those really fun things that I don't think I see too many people kind of playing with what they're doing in order to create something new because i I can't remember the saying but it's like out of oh man i'm gonna have to put it in and post edit i can't remember there's a saying for that but it's uh yeah whatever anyways yeah there's a saying for that but it's creativity is uh you know is so important it's what keeps things fresh i think yeah if you're not always thinking ahead you kind of get stuck in the mud yeah it's the saying I'm thinking has something to do with innovation. And I don't know what it is, but that's exactly what, like, exactly what you said. Yeah. You know, you uh, you spring creativity out of out of thin air by thin air by kind of constraining what you had to do in the first place. You know, a word of advice: if you ever tackle a project like that, make sure <laughs> that you have a pretty good video editor because <laughs> the first one I used was a freaking nightmare. Yeah. And I spent about a month putting together clips for that video and I'd have to, I'd have to shoot with my phone, upload it and then, you know, process it. And this program kept crashing on me. And I finally, after about a month, I gave up and uploaded a new uh, video editor. Yeah. It was a magnificent pain, but after that, it was pretty smooth. Uh, And to carry that a little bit further, I always wanted to produce a video of a band uh, shot at a nightclub 
where you could take clips from a whole bunch of different phones, have everybody shoot video, and then take the different clips and then run the song in the background, right? And just overlay the clips on top of that. That's brilliant. Yeah, that would be cool. I love that idea so much. You would, okay, here's something for you though. You would have to make sure to tell everyone to hold their phones. Which direction? Sideways. As please. you're looking at your radio from left to right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's probably one of my favorite things uh, about you is some of your ex- ex- eccentricities come out online. And that's one of my favorites is uh, the uh, fact that people shoot video with their phones vertical, even though they're going to upload it to YouTube. And then you just get a little tiny sliver right, of a window right. in the middle. And uh, I'm just as guilty of that. I mean, I made videos for those uh, guitars that I dipped and the dip portion like the dip video yeah. is vertical of yeah. course but I'm, I'm not the one recording and i'm the one dipping it so i can't take all the blame but <laughs> but still yeah that's well a, you know when you're holding it in your hand obviously it's that's easier to do yes uh than trying to hold it like that yes but it's it's either do that online or go out and yell at people to get off my lawn. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So uh, you take a lot of trips to go see shows, uh, pretty much all around the state. You go to Wisconsin and go see shows too. Right? Uh, what's your ties to Wisconsin area? Uh, 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 where do I start with that? Uh, like we were talking about early when when I started looking for uh new bands for the show uh i found the lately on reverb nation Uh and it was like wow these guys are really good they'll never allow me to play their stuff on my show (laughs) (laughs) and they did and we got to talking and i got to talking with their manager and we uh actually they lined up a show in southern iowa when they were on their way back from south by southwest uh-huh. So I went down there to meet them, and I met uh, Jerry, their their manager. Nice guys, nice nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. And Jerry invited us up to Appleton for the Mile of Music. He said, you guys got to check this out. Uh-huh. So we did, and that's when our love affair with Appleton started. And there's just so much happening musically that we have to keep going back up there. Yeah. I, uh, I've never actually been up there, but I'm... From what I see you posting up about there, there's yeah. always something going on. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't seem like there's... I mean, obviously, you get like the big cities around here, like Des Moines got shows all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and there's all, always seems to be shows somewhere in like the Cedar Rapids and Waterloo and Iowa City areas and stuff like that. But up there, it seems like they're packing it in tight. They do draw good up there. What, uh, do, you, what do you think is the cause or reasoning behind well, any of that? Well, it's a college town. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. There's a couple of people that came from that area. Uh, Butch Vig mm-hmm. is from Appleton. Uh, Corey, though, I can't remember his name now. Corey something. I'm, yeah. I apologize. I should know his name. He's pretty famous, <laughs> but he's from that area. And they kind of, they kind of incubated the music scene up there. And so everybody's really aware of what's going on. Uh, you got cover bands up there and you got original bands up there. And then you have, uh, Corey actually started the mile of music. So he's responsible for that. I think that raised awareness of the amount of talent that's up there. Yeah. So, uh, it, it kind of grew out of that. What is the mile of music? Mile of music is four days of all original bands. Uh, most of them unsigned, uh, acoustic or groups or whatever and i think there's like uh 70 venues that they use oh man yeah every every place turns into a venue on college avenue that that's where they got their name mile of music there's a mile stretch of clubs and every club uh they they provide sound and lighting for every artist that's awesome yeah and i mean quality stuff so and uh you know they even got a guy seen in the shower <laughs> they got bands that play on the bus that's cool yeah isn't it it's that's a really neat feature so if you want to ride the bus for a little while it, it takes like a 20 minute trip and the band performs uh 
mile of music uh like i said i think 70 venues over over 900 performances over four days that's crazy yeah it is it's a monumental take i think it's it's everything that south by southwest should have been yeah i every time i think of south by southwest i think of how awesome of, of an idea it is yeah and then um from what i hear from most people's interactions with it it's kind of a cluster jumble right you know it's uh not all that it's cracked up to be but it's still it's still awesome you know it's right. it's not like you show up to a venue and play to nobody but mm-hmm. it's i feel like it's been taken over by the musicians and not by fans if that makes any sense yeah there's a lot of lot of industry involved yeah which there should be i mean it was a showcase for major labels to look for new bands i think is originally how it started out However, when they start calling the shots, I uh-huh. think that's when it, it kind of jumps the shark. Yeah. Oh, it jumps the shark. Love it. Oh, man. <laughs> I. That's fucking hilarious. All right. Um, so what, are there any other festivals that you like to go to other than the Mile of Music? Is there anything else that's anything close to that that you know of? Uh, man, we've, we've gone to Bratfest in Madison a couple of years. Madison's awesome. Yeah. I've been there a handful of times i went there for a couple shows i've, oh, yeah. I've bought gear from people in madison i love madison you know yeah it's, it's uh kind of sucks if you're driving to milwaukee and you got to go through madison during rush hour <laughs> but uh that's what my son says he says it's it's horrible <laughs> yeah that's that's like my bet it's my favorite and least favorite part probably yeah. about you know oh there's a lot of awesome parts about wisconsin actually you know Ah, Brockfest is cool. I mean, it's free, and you can't beat that. That's awesome. Uh, it's free. They got uh, they got a lot of acts that actually I play on the station, and that's primarily why we went. But uh, it's free. The staging is great. Uh, there's too many brats to be had. Too many? Too many. I don't know if that's possible. Well, oh. all right. The look in your eyes. Buddy, says- I'm telling you. I, <laughs> I, you know, it's like, go see this band or eat another brat. It's a hard choice. But. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another one we like to, to uh, frequent. Uh, I can't really think of anything. I've never been to the 8035. I never have either, yeah. but I, I hear it's huge. Yeah. I, I just... I've seen pictures of it, and that that place is almost always packed, too. It's a very good deal for the Des Moines Music Coalition. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're not. I always, when I thought of it, I always thought it was just kind of like softer bands. It definitely is not. They they almost always have some sort of a metal band. In oh, there. really? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Traffic Death played a couple of years ago, and then uh, you know, they as far as what I can tell, I was not there unfortunately, but that place was packed from yeah. what I saw. So. Now, you know, those kind of festivals, I think, do you think it would help if there are more of them, or is is it better if they're few and far between? Let me ask you that. I think they could, <clears throat> I know they have to pay for the artists, but I, I think ticket prices is what keeps some people away from that. Yeah. Uh, they might offer a discount, or they might reduce ticket prices for some events. I don't know. Mile of Music, they managed to put on for free, and uh, it's way, I think there's like, Oh geez, what do they say? Two hundred thousand people. Oh over, wow, over four days, and it's all that's free. crazy. That's all. Fr- I wonder how they pull all that off. Is it well, just they, uh, they rely on on sponsorship from the companies up there? That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so they probably just have somebody running it to help organize it, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and then they don't draw any money off of it. It's just the sponsorships. No, it, that... Yeah, it's strictly nonprofit. That's that's really cool. I wonder. I mean, there's a lot of. It sounds like such a cakewalk, you know, when when you, when you say it in a handful of sentences, but it's a lot of responsibility for somebody to take on. Oh my lord, I I don't even I don't know how they organize it, it and it's really well organized. They've got an app. Whoa. That uh, the app is absolutely amazing. You can schedule, you can sample the bands, you know, and you can. It's just an amazing thing that the uh, a local company up there does for them. Uh, the organization is really good and it's all volunteer work. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, and another thing is the artists that they draw in are primarily unknown. Well, they're, they're fairly well known in their own circles, but like the 8035, they'll bring in something like Keisha. Yeah. You know, and, yep. they, and they got to pay out the, you know, what, for yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. Whereas Mile of Music, they don't, uh, they're not bringing in the huge name acts. Yeah. It makes sense. 
I like how you said they're well-known perhaps within their circles. I find there's a lot of that in the music scene where you get one band that has a small circle and they're ridiculously famous amongst that small circle. Yeah. But it's it seems tough being in a band and trying to step outside of uh-huh. that genre, uh, like your own little area that you're used to being in and go to somewhere else and have exposure. I always thought that was kind of kind of a difficult thing to do was to book yourselves into more positive exposure yeah. i think it'd be better to do that at a festival setting or you know. i you know that that's the, the sixty-four thousand dollar question is how, how do you how do you uh how do you strategize growing outside of your circle uh i don't know if festivals are a way to do it that's definitely one way to do it however i've talked to several people in the industry and they said go play live wherever you can yeah, wherever you can. I know a band from uh, from Pittsburgh <clears throat> called the Hawkeyes, and they are extremely popular in that area. Then they started going out on the road and going out further and further and further. So now, when they go up to Appleton or wherever, they they draw a big crowd. So uh-huh. they, they kind of grow uh, a fan base wherever they go. Yeah, that make, that makes total sense. Uh, you know, the one key factor in exposure is you have to be out there and and be doing something yeah so you have to take the bookings you have to go play the shows where only a small handful of people might be there because you never know if you come back and each one of those people told somebody else right or or maybe none of those people will be there and you'll have 10 new people Uh and you run into the same you know so you're just you're still it's not like you're putting all the asses in the seats but you still get to be in front of people and do the thing you're doing right which comes down to i guess professionalizing what you're Uh doing as well you're getting used to playing with each other and hitting the notes that you need to hit when you need to hit them and be and, good. Yeah, exactly. Just be good in general. I used to, uh, I used to subscribe to a newsletter by Bob Leswitz. Uh, uh, the guy must type 4,000 words a day. <sighs> and he just whipping out these newsletters all the time. But the one thing that always stuck in my mind, uh, in one of his newsletters, he said, be great. Because people will always make time for great. That's true. Yeah. So right. if if your act is great and you've done everything you can to be great, people are going to come see you and they're going to come back and they're going to tell their friends. That's that's very true. Right. I, you know, I can't think enough about that. How I've been playing a lot of live shows and I get to see a lot of bands play live and the ones that I enjoy the most that I think exactly like you said, have done what they can do to be as good as they can be doing what they're doing at the moment. They're doing it. Those are the people that I think are great. And I've sung their praises multiple times over, uh, whether it be on social media or to my friends or sharing their music with other people. Exactly. Um, even if it's people that'll never make it to a show, one, one band I, I like to point the finger at a lot is TV cop. I mean, I've, I love what those guys are doing. I've always liked their sound. Uh, I've told so many people about them and I ended up, you know, we played on a show with them down in Des Moines and a handful of my friends didn't even tell me they were going to come to my show. You know, the three finger Betty and TV cop show, they just showed up and it was like, you know, what are you guys doing here? It's like, we came to see TV cop. And it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's almost an insult, but that's awesome. You know, cause you guys like these guys as much as I like them, you know? And it's, right. it's just one of those crazy things that you you can almost take comfort in even in doing business with those kind of people right. when you have a band where it's just like these guys, you don't even have to worry if they're going to hold their weight or if they're going to do what they need to do. And I, you know, hats off to those people out there doing those kind of right. things. Cause it takes a lot of time and dedication. I to, think I, I think I started following TV cop because you were always talking about them on Facebook. Uh, they went by another name, sports team, sports team. Yes. Oh, I, I love that name too. Yeah. Sports and and you know what? I it's so weird because it's when we f- they had talked to me about it how they had to rename because there was another band called right. Sports Team that had released a demo like like earlier in the year than they did. Oh. And it was like they missed their window by a, a small margin. And of course the band went through and that band had gone through and done it right way and copyrighted their name, so it would be like an infringement thing. So they were like we got to rename and it was like that's so sad because this is like such a fun name and I had like <laughs> Uh, like an old sports shirt that said sports team on it. So it looks like you're wearing like a, like a baseball type three quarter sleeve shirt, but it just says sports team on the front. I mean, but when I went to go see their show when they were going to rename, cause I, I figured it'd be awesome to, you know, I drove all the way down to a and, and 
saw him down there, which is quite a drive for me. But I drove down to go see him live just for the simple fact they were going to rename themselves and they renamed themselves TV Cop. And it's just one of those deals where you're like, man, if you, how do you guys pick the two best names right. for bands ever? <laughs> you know, like it doesn't make any sense. It's, but it's, it's awesome. TV Cop is just as cool. It is, it's such an awesome name, you know? Yeah. It, it uh it fits well those guys are tons of fun i can't wait to play another show with them it seems that every time they're in des moines i have to miss it because of one obligation or another so uh if anybody's listening that's you know tv cops a fun band to go see i guess (laughs) as we talk about them a whole pile (laughs) (laughs) but that's what this podcast is here for so right so what uh what kind of what kind of music is your favorite music let me ask you that um if you can pigeonhole it down into one genre ish it's gotta be hold on a second i'm losing my mic here there we go i was like doing this yeah you're leaning down with the mic (laughs) oh it's gotta have a sense of urgency uh it's gotta be uh a little bit rough around the edges I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, the Virgin Marys out of out of Ireland are just fantastic at that, and, and you know uh, songs like that, bands like that, bands that are a little bit reckless, a little bit dangerous. Yeah, and and uh, you kind of wonder if you're going to survive the night. <laughs> I I don't know if there's a I don't know if there's a genre for that. It's just rock. Yeah, you know I I totally get what you're saying because it's not necessarily metal. You know, it, yeah. it, it has the flavor that you're going for. I'm, I'm pretty sure if I can try and stab at it, too, would be something. It's not necessarily like guitar or solo heavy, but it's kind of like maybe like I like how you used a sense of urgency. Yeah, that's such a good descriptor. Yeah. I was going to say like fast paced, but it doesn't have to be fast paced. No, you know? uh, it's the chords. I, I, I heard somebody describe the chords that convey a sense of urgency. And I can't remember what they are because. I'm just a bar chord idiot, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it it has to convey that feeling like there, there's something has to happen right now. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what I like about Black Star Alliance. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I, I, you know, I don't know if I ever listened to them, but that name's so familiar. It's one that's come up over and over again when I talk music with people. Really, and uh, I I don't know where or or you know why i know that so well but it seems like i do so that might be something i'll have to dig into a little bit there i got one sticker up there i got their album somewhere around here very very well produced album we're actually uh sitting in the code zero radio studio as a matter of fact which is which is pretty awesome because i never thought i'd I'd be in the place where uh bob takes all his pictures of him making (laughs) funny faces and having his glasses half off his face and such what a what exactly is like what is your drive behind i feel it's 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 such a refreshment in social media where everybody seems to post the same droll stuff over and over and over again like my facebook profile is pretty much just like a hooray for me this is what i'm doing i did a podcast and i'm playing a show and i made this guitar it's like but yours is yours is like intermix is funny in there and stuff like that so i don't know like what what i don't I don't get it because I'm not a funny guy. I guess it's tough for me to cut loose. So it's just fun to see you doing that kind of stuff. Like, what's the drive behind that? I it, it's uh, I think it's because I was dropped on my head as a child. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I've never been able to really. I've never been able to be serious about anything, and I don't know why that is. Sometimes I wish I was. But it's just not happening, so I just got to go with it. <laughs> I can see where it would be a hindrance uh, yeah. at certain times, but I have to tell you, I admire that quality like oh, like thanks, so man. much. It's <laughs> I've I've laughed more at scrolling through Facebook at stuff that you've posted than almost anybody else, <laughs> just via the simple fact that uh, I just know you, I just know you're kidding around almost about every single thing, yeah. and it's so funny. Whether it's uh, memes that you're making or memes that you found or stolen or literally just a picture that you put text above and yeah. make, made it your own, so it's <laughs> I I totally dig it. Where like can people friend you on Facebook when I tag you in this? What's going to be the, the uh, status quo there? Uh, or should they just go to your Facebook page for Code Zero Radio? Uh, they could do that. Uh, 
or Bob Mentor on Facebook. Yeah, I'll definitely. I'm gonna take a picture with you here after a while, and, and we're gonna get ready to post that online. Whatever so. traction you may have gained by now will surely slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, what is it that drives you to? To just keep doing this day in and day out. Is this your day job? Is this what this brings is it, this buddy. is what brings home the bacon here? Well, I don't know about that. Uh, it's a funny thing. It's it's really weird how things work out in life. And I don't mean to get philosophical on you, but uh, let's do it. Do it, man. Uh, I worked ten years at Electrolux, and uh, manufacturing is really hard. Yeah, it's hard to get up and do it every single day. And the working conditions are horrible. And so it was a blessing to get laid off, and they paid for school, and I enjoyed myself for two years. And then reality set in, and I had to go back to work. Uh-huh. I couldn't find a job in radio. Nobody was hiring. I've, Nobody. I've heard that's kind of how it goes. The people that are there are staying there, and uh, yeah. good luck getting in. Yeah. So it's it's It was a bitch. So I had to go back to work at a, a manufacturing place. And I hated it. I hated my life. I hated everything about it. I was actually making $4 less an hour than I was in 2009. Oh. Yeah. And one night, I I was just pissed off at the world, and I tried to do something, and I wrenched my back real hard. I mean, I could tell I'd done something bad. And I tried to cover it up for a few days, and finally, they came up to me, and they said, we got to send you home. Uh-huh. You know, because I'm dragging one leg behind the other, and yeah, I'm swallowing uh, Advil by you know by the bottleful, and uh, come to find out, it was a uh, it was a burst disc that was rubbing against the sciatic nerve. Blah blah blah. Went in for surgery and uh, applied for disability, which pretty much gave me free reign to do what I wanted to. I mean, I'm not. Don't get me wrong, you know, it's not a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I totally, I get you. And thank God for my wife. She still works and uh, she still brings home a pretty good paycheck. So it allows me to do this. But like I was saying, it's, it's funny how life works out because I it's a mission of mine. And uh, I, I made it a mission to give exposure to these bands that deserve it because, I, you know, what else, what, how, what else are they going to do, you know? And it's it's hard for radio stations to pick up on local acts. It's hard for radio stations to pick up on regional acts that are doing really well because they've got this set that they have to pick from, exactly. this list. Yep. And they cannot do this list. So something has to happen here. Now, internet radio, streaming radio, is not uh, a game changer yet, but I fervently believe that it will be. Yes. I- and. I see a lot of that uh, coming about. A lot of the stations that I network with, uh, we're all playing the same artists. Yeah. And we've all kind of got, you know, you know, internet stations are like herding cats. Yeah. Trying to get them organized. But through the music, we're all starting to play the music and more and more people are starting to see, well, this station's playing it and this station's playing it and this station's playing it. So I'm going to have to check it out. And yeah. Hopefully that will turn the tide. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's literally like you're building, uh, what what would you call it? Like terrestrial radio from the ground up, but on the internet. You know? Right. You're uh, it's 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 literally no different than that. Because when you you know back in the '60s and '70s and and maybe into the '80s a little bit, you would have had that where it's just like, oh, I heard this station out of Cleveland playing this, you know, and then the next station over like that's oh chicago picks it up and then and then after chicago picks it up and then it kind of goes to minneapolis and Mm -hmm. and it just starts bouncing around until all of a sudden everybody's listening to you know bon jovi or whatever the hell it is you know but like but you're doing that same thing and and trying to attempt to uh you're working with other radio stations yeah in in a in a loose fitting sort of way i mean we've all got our own ideas of how the stations sound but uh we distribute links and stuff to each other uh-huh i uh i do a live show three nights a week and then i i do a recorded show on wednesdays and i upload that and i share that with uh six other radio stations nice so you know these artists not only get played on code zero radio but they get played on these other stations and uh so I, in, in a way it's it's kind of a network yeah you say you're live three nights a week yeah which nights are you live uh 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, what I guess, like what time? You know, this is mostly a Central Time Zone. Right, people, Central so. Time, seven o'clock Central, seven to nine. Yep, I. Uh, that was one of the first things I when I started tuning into your. I would I would watch you on Facebook Live on your personal page, and you'd do a little. I'm going live in a little bit, so right. let's, so let's talk about some stuff. The and pre- those were some of my favorite things to listen to you to really? sit down and talk about whatever it was you were talking about, even if you were just talking about how the internet out here is is, is <laughs> crap or whatever it was. You know, every single you know it, it just seemed to be pertinent for the time, and it was a nice little glimpse behind what was going on yeah. uh instead of just listening to the show and only the show the pre-show show yeah uh i enjoyed doing that I, I tried to do it with my webcams and for some reason uh it it buffers really bad here if i do it with my phone it's fine yeah you know but the audio is not as is where i want it to be yeah it's always kind of tough trying to integrate your phone into what's going on because the phone is such a blessing to have around but at the same time you want to make a video with your phone audio is not going to be great you know and it's it's almost always that way and you can do an outboard mic and and do all that thing but then you're still tethering your phone to something else and you got to get a nice stand for it and make sure the cables are long enough and nobody wants to have that spaghetti mess on their desktop and i saw that uh sure microphones has a uh they have a gimbal handle for your phone now oh, yeah? with one of their mics attached to it. Yeah, yeah. I started yeah. seeing that uh That's online. like 250 bucks though. Yeah, I don't know if I'm game for that, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm going to go to a nightclub with a $250 bill in my hand. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <Yeah. laughs> Somebody just snatch it up and run away. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to... It's been a while since I've done any video recording uh, of bands and put it on YouTube, but I've been trying to find a nice, simple setup that I can take places and, you know, just one handheld camera with, I can set an outboard mic somewhere else and just smash the audio to the video or even an out, you know, a camera with a mic that you can just uh, maybe attach one to the camera itself or have like a nice little handheld thing. And I've yet to find anything too amazing. Do you have any ideas on any of that or? Not really. I, you know what? It just, it doesn't exist. Uh, There's going to be compromises when you do something like that. I use uh, I use a couple of Logitech cameras, and I get a feed from the uh, board. Yeah. I get a two-track out of the board. And uh, if it's the right mix, it sounds great. Uh, you know. I've, I've attempted a few times to uh, record off the board at certain places when I go there. And a lot of times the sound guys that are working there are just like, huh. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because I'm trying to convey the idea that there's – one of the outs on here you're not working you're not using there right. has to be you know because right. most of those super big mixers have tons and tons of ins and outs that you can choose one of the outs whether it's the control room out or something so i i try to convey the idea to these you know these people but some of them are just hourly paid employees at certain places so uh-huh. and i get it it's just like no i'm not gonna tinker around with this and yeah i'm not getting paid for that yeah exactly so i i get it but luckily i've had pretty good luck with a tascam dr40 for just Oh yeah, picking up ambient noise and recording. Uh-huh. It's kind of like one of those Zoom mics, but uh, right. It's it's a slightly bigger version of one, and it's it's. Uh, I don't I don't know who came out with one first, but it's just a portable recorder is all uh-huh. it is. And, Field recorder. Yeah, and and they work really well, but uh, at the same time they they pick up too much sound sometimes. You know, yeah. Uh, you got really got to dial it in, and you know, shout out to Clint Blumker for he had one forever and showed me how to dial it in and. Huh. And so it's it's done pretty done us pretty good, but you've done a little bit of recording here and there yeah. uh, at shows. What did you use for video? The 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 cameras, the Logitechs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's what you use for the. Cam- did you ever go around with it, or did you just attach it fixed? They, they're just a fixed location. Stationary. Yeah, I yeah. got a two camera shoot. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And just speaking about Chris Carr, uh, the guy is a whiz. Uh, he's my mentor as far as audio gear goes, and uh, he uses the Soundcraft UI series for their PA where yeah. they play. And he gives me a tablet, and it's got its own separate monitor mix. And he says, 
we'll use this. So I was able to mix everything down into my board, into my software, uh-huh. and it was fantastic. It turned out really great. And I wish every club that you walked into had that you know, capability. Yes. I will have to say I was at a show not too long ago and he was running sound. And after the show was over, I saw him and I was like, Hey, what's, uh, what do you got here in this uh, little box that you carried over here? And it's, it's like you said, it's his, it was his sound craft. Yeah. And it's, it was amazing. He was just showing me with his, with his tablet, what he was doing with it. And it's, it's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. When you think about all of the gear and junk that people have carried around for so many years right. and he's got like, uh, what is it like a ten space or a twelve space rack, and it's literally all of that plus a tablet and speakers, and that's all he needs. Right. And he's you can do anything with it. Like, yeah, he's uh, he's always singing the praises of that system, and it, you know, cordless. Yeah. You don't have to run a snake, and uh, it's just it's an amazing system. Yeah, I I was blown away by it. Like as a matter of fact, when when we got done talking about it. I left and then I had to do something. But as soon as I was done with that, I was like, I'm, I'm all over Googling this thing and seeing what it's all about. And I mean, I, I'd obviously have no applicable use for one at, at where I'm at, but uh, I've gotten my eye on, on things like that. Cause you know, we were talking about buying a little too much gear here and there, you know, like <laughs> uh, before the podcast started and I've definitely fallen victim to that yeah. uh, before. So I'm, I'm going to bide my time on this one. But uh, for right now, I just I'll dig in my little focus right that I use for this, right? Which right. which I've I've seen better, but I've also seen worse. And this thing definitely does, for how much I paid for it, it does a does a lot of good for me. Well, Let me it's just put it's it perfect way. for what you're doing. It's yeah. compact and yeah, and I can adjust individual lines quite right. a bit quite a bit easier than other things. Like with the the field recorder, everything you kind of just have to set one level for both channels unless you start tinkering with it a little too much and then it's yeah but yeah so i do really dig what i'm doing here i see you've got a pretty okay setup i don't know too much about like uh like i'm sure you're more professional about what's going on than what i have going on on my ends (laughs) but uh did they teach you all of this stuff at iowa central or is this something they teach you the basics of and you just kind of jumped into and learned more as you went uh, not really. Iowa Central uh, was more of a training ground for actually being in front of a mic uh-huh. and developing your your mic technique, developing your timing, uh, developing a clock wheel for your station, that kind of stuff. As far as gear goes, uh, I've always been into this stuff, and so I knew what I wanted to get right away. Oh, nice. Uh, this is actually is tailwind audio production uh and i i started building this studio up because i wanted local bands to come in here and record and that way i could put their music on my station and they would have something to put on social media yeah so i was always collecting this gear and getting this started up uh even before uh kicb you know what's crazy is uh i feel like our stories kind of have the the same bedrock i i recorded bands with video and put it on youtube because there was tons of bands that didn't have youtube videos uh-huh. at all like none of them you know right. at, at nothing no live no nothing or if it was something that somebody had recorded with a phone that was vertical in a club that was too loud and it and it didn't do anybody any justice to be on the internet so i was like someone's got to change this you know so right it's right it's it's the bedrock of of our foundations is the same thing i feel yeah. like we just wanted to to and i i don't know a lot of it was i i was so self-conscious to play music too that when i finally went out there and started playing i saw everybody out there and i was like well these guys are good and those guys are good and and man this guy's good so i just started like hey come on in and talk to me about what you're doing because it's it's killer and i and i dig it so i want to hear your story you know so it's it's just anything for the exposure anything to give back especially for the amount of enjoyment that i've drawn out of going and listening to bands i that's the reward right there is yes yeah and 
and this is just the icing on the cake is yeah. getting to sit down and meet these people and talk to them and, and meet fellow concert goers and, yeah. and and you know recently I've done stuff with like a, I did a podcast with a comedian and nice. I did a, I did another podcast with another podcaster that was pretty fun you know <laughs> I had a guy that contact me he's a online persona he's the Iowa Pizza King and so I did a podcast with the Pizza King so I, I got saw to, that I got that to was sit cool. down with royalty for a while it was such a good time you know uh, that was that was an odd one that I learned uh, not to eat a meal with somebody before you do a podcast because we burned so many baller <laughs> topics while we were eating a meal and then we got to do a podcast and it was like, well, I mean, I've, I dog-eared a couple of the topics, but let's, yeah. let's start talking again, you know, so. I did that with uh, Jeremy Ober one time. Uh, he was, we were attending one of his shows and he sat down and talked with us and I we, we got into this conversation. Yeah. And halfway through this conversation, I'm thinking, this is freaking radio gold. Yeah. Why am I not recording this? You know, uh-huh. it was one of those moments like, jeez. Oh, uh, so maybe you should start carrying a little field recorder with you. Hmm. I, and we're talking about bad video. I know bands, bands are anxious to get their stuff out there on social media and stuff because they're really proud of what they've done and rightfully so you know it takes yeah. a lot of work to get to that stage yeah but if i could implore anybody out there that's just starting out uh don't take a crappy video and then post it because it doesn't do you any good no it's if it sounds like somebody dragging the phone across the pavement oh it's it's rough yeah and, and it doesn't do you any good in fact first impressions are the most important yeah and you don't want to you don't want to be that no. that video you don't want to be yeah. that was the other thing was i i'd never wanted to be recorded and put online in that aspect either like uh you'd be scrolling like one of mine was instagram you scroll through instagram and you click on one video and all of a sudden all the all the audio starts playing for every video you scroll yeah. past yeah and you get to one where it's just like wow 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 you know <laughs> like just sounds insanely gross and oh man these guys these guys are killer live but this person is cupping their phone in a weird fashion or something i don't know what the deal is but it's not doing the band justice right you know so a tip of the cap to you for giving that advice (laughs) because that's you know that's what i wanted to do with audible farm originally was that it's a little time consuming uh editing down audio and video yeah. all the time especially with you know me i'm not professionally trained how to do any of this you know i, I just go out there and do it because it has to be done someone has to do it yeah. you know and and might as well be me i guess you know <laughs> so, so uh if anybody else wants to take the reins on this one go for it i'm 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 all for cross promoting material and talking about other people's awesome stuff they're doing for example your radio station which you know, has Iowa bands and beyond. As a matter of fact, like Three Finger Betty has been on Code Zero Radio before. Uh, Always in rotation. It's it's in there. You know, you'll hear us there. If you guys have your own band that has a recording that is a nice recording that sounds good, send it over to Bob. Remember what we were just talking about, how uh, you don't want to, you want to put your best foot forward. So put your best foot forward and send it Bob's way. <laughs> Thanks, uh, man. Yeah. I... I I like what you're doing. I like it a lot more than most people will ever give credit to somebody at this point for an internet radio show because you are doing God's work out there. If you want to say it that way, yeah. like you're, you're, at, you're shining a light on the, on the actual people that are going out and doing the actual work. You well, know? That's the way it should be, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, go out and support the people live too because i mean there's there's bands that i've heard on your radio station that i've googled to find out where they're from and of course and there's most of them aren't from around here that i've that i've enjoyed which is just the way that it goes but it's i'm looking for you i'm I'm wondering if you're going to come around and play you know there's there's handfuls of you out there that i it's one of my favorite things to do is your radio station is like my wild card if i I, if i go somewhere (laughs) and i don't want to spotify anything and i don't want to listen to podcast it's like all right code zero radio here we go because it's going to be something most likely that i've i haven't heard before uh-huh. and it's most of it's going to be even if it's not my favorite kind of music it's all gonna be great that's one of the, my favorite things I've, I've found out uh going out and playing music in front of people is is you're gonna find people that will enjoy your music even if they don't enjoy your music yeah. you know they're gonna 
they're gonna enjoy your musicianship maybe is a good mm-hmm. way to say it they're gonna they're gonna know that you guys are all talented enough to be doing what you're doing and that's not just following the crowd exactly uh, if i if i could really quick give a shout out to uh i i, I started uh, on a new platform at the beginning of this year called radio jar it allows me to get guest djs on the air without them buying their own software uh-huh you know what i'm saying all you need is a microphone so uh I, I got on this platform it sounds great i had a chance to purge a lot of my old junk out and uh start playing these bands like you're talking about that are different but uh-huh. good and uh so andy mcnamara from the band pudge uh contacted me and said he was interested in doing his own show uh-huh. and so we got him going on that and what a, the guy has got everything figured out way beyond me he was so quick in picking it up and so he's on uh on the radio twice a week on tuesdays and thursdays right after my show and i'm telling you what if you want to hear music from every corner of the universe this guy plays bands that are so good I just, you know, tune into his show sometime. You'll be amazed. I'll definitely have to do that. Yeah. I, I, I will admit that I usually only tune in if I know that you're going to be on. Yeah. So uh, Check out Andy's show. It's, right, it's just do. wonderful stuff. I, I appreciate you agreeing to join me on this podcast venture because I'll tell you what, it was listening to your radio show that made me kind of want to do this. Awesome. Uh, it It's people like you and people like uh mason down at 92.1 doing the regional rock hour right, in, uh, right in northern iowa uh i mean everybody that wants to give back just a little bit i want to help shine light on on what you guys are doing too right. because i'm not the only one out there doing this yeah and if you if you want to i only talk to musicians if you want to listen to what they're actually doing hit up code zero radio because that's where you're going to find actual music you know because i'm not I'm I'm mostly just an interview podcast. I've yet to put any music on here, um, just for the simple fact that it seems like every time I try and put music on anything I put online, that even if it's from a band I have permission from, that usually gets flagged, and I have to explain myself. So yeah. I don't want to do that every single time I upload a podcast. I'm sorry. Um, I'm I might seek out some advice from some people in the Iowa Podcast Network on this topic, but we'll see. I'm still debating on whether or not to actually try and put music on here. So for the time being, go to Code Zero Radio and uh, check out Bob Minter's awesomeness. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation at all? Uh, I am done. You're done. All right. (laughs) Bob's done. So thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. You bet. Hey, there's another one in the bank. Shout out to Bobby for doing a podcast with me. You know, Bob Minter's one of those guys, like I said, I've known online for quite a while. He's always having fun. He's he's really fun-loving, just generally and all around. And it was really good to find out that he's the same way in person. So uh, shout out to Bob for being a, a real, real great guy, just in general. Uh, he's, he's out there doing the, the dirty work in the music scene. He's plugging all these bands and going out. And, but you know what? He's also having tons of fun, it sounds like, going to the shows and, and enjoying them. So... You know, tip of the cap to Bob. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Make sure you follow him online. Go to Code Zero Radio. Make sure you listen to some of the awesome stuff he's got going on there. He's live three nights a week. I'm going to have links down below so you know where to find Code Zero Radio and where you can find Bob online. So thanks again, Bob. I super appreciate it. Make sure you go to audiblefarm.com. That's right. Audiblefarm.com is a thing now. It is definitely a thing. If you go to that website, you will find all of the places you can listen to Audible Farm online, as well as all of the places you can follow us online, social media-wise, as well as a new feature. One of the coolest things that's on audiblefarm.com is there's a little form that you can fill out if you want to be a guest. Then you just fill out the form and give me your email address and who you are and what you do and and why you're cool. You know, play it up real nice. And uh, you know what? I'll do my damnedest to find time to do an interview with you. I've driven many miles to do interviews with many people. I have one person in particular I want to do an interview with that uh, face-to-face is going to be a, a very tough time to do. It would be very... We just don't have schedules that would meet up very well. So I may end up doing a Skype cast um, 
And if it comes out all right, I'll post it. And I hope it does because I've talked with this individual and it's going to be a great one. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We are at Audible Farm. Make sure you go there and uh, support the page. Leave a review anywhere you uh, listen to the podcast. You can leave a review on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. There's a podcast. There's band videos. There's more on there. I put the Hydro Dip video from the Iowa Central Guitar that actually got raffled off last night. So congratulations to the winner. I'm actually doing uh, pre-recording this segment. So I don't know who won, but whoever did win, congratulations. Uh, Man, what a fun time it was making that guitar. Maybe I will uh, have a small discussion about the guitar with somebody and put it in here as a special edition episode because I had a blast making that thing and it's it was gorgeous. I can't believe it turned out as good as it did and I, I was, couldn't have been happier after it was all said and done. So, uh, hey, thanks to anybody that bought raffle tickets from me. All the money went to a good cause. It went to an academic club that I'm a member of and I, I couldn't be more proud to raise money for this academic club. So shout out to anybody that bought raffle tickets. I super appreciate that. Once again, go ahead and leave us a review online if you want to. We are all over the place. Thank you, Bob, for coming on the podcast and meeting up with me and finally getting this thing done because I had a blast hanging out with you. And thank you, all the listeners, for tuning in week in and week out to check out who is out there doing awesome things in Iowa. I really appreciate you guys. I never knew that as many people were going to be listening to this when I started doing it as as there are now and i guess you know what do i expect i'm out i'm out there talking to all these cool people so i'm sure you guys want to hear what they have to say i'm just glad i get to sit down with them and i'm really happy you guys are listening so thank you very much for listening to the podcast if you've made it this far i'm sorry the outro is so long here's a big tip of the cap to you guys i'm out till next week check it out next week there's going to be another great episode peace